It was the American Idol premiere that had everyone singing its praises. I'm speechless. But if you thought night one was good. I'm starting to get numb from all the good talent. You ain't heard nothing yet. Tonight, witness an unforgettable performance that moved the judges to tears. You have wrecked me. And the greatest audition Idol has ever seen. I'm in the presence of greatness. American Idol, tonight, 8, 7 central on ABC. Blog Talk Radio. Entertainment Life on the Sasha Marina Show, a show about the entertainment and music industry, where you get to hear from the top and up-and-coming stars, from amateurs to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Sasha Marina. And you're listening to the Sasha Marina Show. Today I have two really cool people. Um, they're Canadian filmmakers. One goes by the name of G.L.S. Klein, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And the other one is Melissa Mira. And this is like a, um, the young man dedicates himself at being a filmmaker, director, and producer, and the young lady is an actress and, um, and producer for this film called Pin Up Dolls on Ice. Um, this is somewhat like a slasher horror kind of thing with, I guess, with the whole pinup aspect behind it. They're having their um, L.A. debut in the Shock Fest Film Festival this weekend. And um, I'd like to con- congratulate them for that because, you know, they're Canadian filmmakers. They're, you know, their work is known in Canada and so forth, as Montreal from when they're from. And they're actually doing their debut in Cali um, here in the U.S. So that's totally bad for them, and I congratulate them 
big whoops for that. And I guess without further ado, I'm going to just have them on the line. I mean, I want them for Emma just to talk about their production and what they've done so far. Hey, guys, how are you? Hi, Sasha. Hi, Sasha. Thanks for having Hello. us. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your time. Sasha, by the way, it's pronounced Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Are you kidding? Yeah, you you see, the problem with Spanish-speaking people is that we like to pronounce every vowel. So this is. Ah, <laughs> but you know what? I, it's okay. I tease him sometimes. I call him Guillaume also. So that's all okay. good. Okay. <laughs> all right. Perfect. So I'm not the only one. I'm so sorry, Jeff. So Jeff Klein, everyone. Uh, so hey guys, tell me a little bit more about Pin of Girl, Pin of Dolls on Ice, I should say. How how is that production? Because I know this is in your first. Um, you have a previous one called Bikini Girls or something like that. How I know you guys are more into the horror genre, so I want to know more about you guys and how your experience in filmmaking has been thus far. Well, we just we I actually made uh, directed and produced Bikini Girls on Ice um, about four mm-hmm. or five years ago. And um, that film kind of started out as a, a joke amongst friends. And, uh, you know, before you knew it, we, we had made this film that apparently people wanted to see. And it was being, you know, reviewed on a, on a, on a bigger scale than we had thought we would actually attain. And uh, so then when it came, you know, Pin Up Dolls on Ice came around, it was kind of like this was our opportunity to actually make a film knowing that, people were going to see the film and we wanted to be judged on a, on a high scale level. So um, we, you know, when we started making the film, we, we really knew we had certain goals that we had to hit. And, um, and now here we are in, in shock fest. And I mean, this is definitely one of our goals. So it's pretty awesome. Okay. Okay. And I know um, Melissa, you've helped him produce this film as well, correct? Yes, I did. Um, I wasn't part of Bikini Girls on Ice. Um, but when it did co- come out, um, it actually did get uh, reviewed and criticized as a big budget film. So when the critics came out, um, Jeff and I sat down and we wrote them all on little post-its, and uh, we made sure that Pinel Dolls on Ice was going to answer all, all of them. So uh, we called our friend, Michael Penning, who wrote Pinel Dolls on Ice, and we gave them uh, the pile of post-its we had, and we told them, listen, this is what needs to be taken care of with Pin Up Dolls on Ice. And uh, he did. And Yeah, basically we told Michael, we told him we want, we want more violence, we want more TNA, we want more backstory for the killer Mo, and um, a more coherent uh, script. And I think that's definitely what he delivered. So. Because Jeff wrote Bikini Girls on Ice. And like he said, um, it's a movie that, you know, sprung out of a, yeah, it was, a joke. It, it was a joke. And it that just evolved okay. into this into this beast. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it with the whole on ice thing? What's the idea behind that that sort of sequel? I'm guessing you guys maybe in the in the future will be coming up with another sequel. Yeah, well the on ice thing started um I was sitting in a hockey locker room um with a bunch of my high school friends and um you know, we're all sitting around having beers and stuff. And one of my teammates just kind of blurts out this weird sexual fantasy that he had. <laughs> and he was like, what I really want to do one day is I want to rent a hotel room, I want to get an escort, and I want to bring her to the hotel room, and I want to put her in a bathtub full of ice, and I want her to freeze to death. And then once she's 
you know, on the verge of dying, I want to fuck her back to life. <laughs> and we were okay. all kind of looking at each other like, this guy is nuts. But at the same time, I was like, that's a great idea for a movie. <laughs> and well, that definitely is. Was born. Yeah. Okay. So crazy, crazy. Yeah. So that, that's the whole okay. on ice thing. So it kind of evolved from that. And then we decided from the get-go that it was definitely going to be a trilogy. So uh, we but knew... We there, knew. Is, uh, there is another on ice coming, but um, you definitely have to see the first two in order to be prepared for the third one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I definitely do. And you guys really do have some quite of a following with these movies because I, you know, I, I looked up even on Instagram. There was, um, you know, a young kid that was. I guess he's from from Montreal or whatever, and he's very he he, you know, he likes your work and so forth because he had a couple pictures of your posters and stuff like that and other fans with with the poster of Pin Up Girls on Ice. So that's I mean that's really rad that you guys have all these people supporting you in your hometown and now here in the U.S. Well, what's cool about um, just horror in general is there's, there's so many different subgenres of horror, and there are so mm-hmm. many fans of slasher horrors. Mm-hmm. And and our film is, um, you know, it's a throwback to those slasher films from the 80s, you know, like mm-hmm. Friday the 13th and Halloween and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it really takes people back, and you get a real following from a lot of people that just really love those films and you know there aren't just aren't that many that are made anymore and i think that people are also starving for new material i think uh, per- i personally think that the industry is being polluted with all kind of remakes and uh sequels for uh classic movies that just shouldn't have sequels and it should just uh, let be um so i guess that when the slasher film um fans they see a new slasher film coming out, I mean, they're, they're going to follow it. Yeah, because they, they're, they're basically craving a new iconic killer. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're trying to create with Mo. We're trying to, you know, make this killer that once you watch the film, you're not going to forget him. Yeah, I'm so glad, Melissa, that you just mentioned that um, particular comment <laughs> that people are with all these remakes and sequels with movies that have already been done and, and over with, you know, and that are not even mm-hmm. even so old to begin with for even for even for them to reboot them again. And I was actually mm-hmm. speaking to this with one of the filmmakers that's actually going to be part of the festival you guys will be attending. His name is David Oman, and he uh, okay. directed this paranormal movie kind of well actually it was a it was a horror film based on an actual murder that happened 40 some years ago point is that we were talking about the same thing you know um about that about all these remakes and about how the originality and creativity of horror flicks have down have gone down since i don't know when was it the 80s when halloween began correct or something like that so yeah. uh so yeah so definitely, I'm glad that you guys are into th- this sort of genre. There's people like yourselves that still really bring this forward. Because me personally, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a punk for horror flicks. I have to watch them with like, like one, like uh, I have to cover my eyes literally, even if I'm watching them. <laughs> and, and with like a blankie on me because I'm just, that's just you know the kind of person I am. Even though I know it's fake and whatever, but I just get so into it and I just I can't deal with the blood and all that stuff. But <laughs> so basically, but, you know, so basically, you're the, you're the type of person I like to watch horror movies with. Yes, technically, yes. No, everybody likes watching it with me. And, and my best friend is like, just like you. She sounded just like you. We went, the last um, scary movie I went to see in theaters was with her. And we're sitting on the front row because um, I forgot, what, I even forgot what movie it was. And because um, we got there late or whatever and the thing was packed. And I'm like, Coño, Amanda, you really want to see this movie? She's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right. So I'm there 
I swear to you that I was watching the movie with, like, my hand on my face the whole movie, and she was trying to take it down. <laughs> she had to sleep over with me that night. So I'm, I'm somewhat that pathetic person. But, hey, whatever. Point is that, you Amanda, know. I'm, Amanda, I'm... <laughs> Amanda uh-huh. if, you're, if you're listening, you have to take Sasha to more horror films out there. Get this girl oh, yeah. out. <laughs> You know, um, but I, I'm just glad that people like yourself, and I see that you're so passionate about it and the way you guys talk about it, and that you're just really putting your, your you know, heart, sweat, and tears there to these sort of productions. Um, tell me more about how you come about looking for your cast for this sort of movies. Um, when it comes to the casting of, of films like this, um, especially for us since we live in Montreal, which is primarily a um, francophone community, um, mm-hmm. We really had to. We really had to look um, on on the internet, um, on different casting calls in Ontario, in the states, pretty much all across Canada, um, to find you know English speaking independent actresses who were willing to take that risk and, and come work on our film. So we 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 put a lot of ads on Mandy, on Craigslist, on. Um, a couple of other online casting things, and, and we got a lot of replies from it, and, and lucky for us, you know. We held our own uh, auditions, and we didn't get involved with any casting agent or anything like that. Pinup Balls on Ice is completely self-financed, so we really didn't want to go out and, and spend money and, and pay people to do something that we could do ourselves, especially when it comes to selecting uh, our cast. Yeah, so, yeah, so we did it all ourselves, and, and I think... That was right at the beginning of the production, and I think it just reflected how we approached everything else throughout the entire film. You know, we, we felt like if, if, if we could do it, we were going to do it, and there's no, re- there's no point in getting too many cooks in the kitchen. We knew exactly what we wanted. It was, you know, it was our money that we were spending, mm-hmm. so we were going we to take that risk and, and just go do it our way. And definitely, I mean, there's nobody more that knows what you want but you, uh, uh, exactly. Jeff, as a, you know, as a director, yeah. and you, Melissa, as a, you know, you guys are the ones behind the vision, and, and definitely, mm-hmm. and, and and that's the best, because that's a, a lot of the times when I got, you know, as in my acting part of, the, of my career, when I went into things, it was never with an agency, with all these independent things, it was people, oh, I know yeah. this filmmaker that's doing this, that's doing that, and, and, that, and somehow... You, bam, you're in a movie, you know. So exactly, um, that, and that's the you best You get to way. know people. The, the uh, independent film circle somehow is is is, is kind of small. Big, like, but it's small. Yeah, like everybody knows each other, and like these festivals is, is a great opportunity to meet people. So uh, we're definitely excited about our festival run that's just beginning. And coming back to the cast, uh, I must say that most of these girls were first-time actors, and they killed it. They are awesome. Yeah. Have you guys heard? Um, uh huh. Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's not just you know in these indie films, it's not just about delivering lines and and remembering lines and stuff like that. It's it's sacrificing your body for the film because I mean there are no stunt doubles, and you know when we're shooting out in the forest at night, we might not have um, two huge trucks that are filled with heaters and generators. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's a much yeah. more full-bodied experience for these actors that they really have to be prepared for, you know? And then they kill oh, well, them. Like- uh-huh. 
Well, I'm totally curious now that you said that because how it, como, I haven't seen the movie and um, I don't know what on earth these ladies had to do, but the name is just, <laughs> when I hear the name, I'm just like, what can that possibly be? Like, I, I have no idea. So I could only imagine what these girls have to go through. And like you said, I mean, the, being an artist is all about sacrifice. All it, Whatever artist you want to be, whether it be painting on a canvas to music or to wanting to direct or, I don't know, do a canvas on screen. It's, it's all well, we about had, sacrifice. Um, we had an actress, okay. uh, Ashley Allman, who, who plays the girl. She's a, basically our opening kill of the film. And during mm-hmm. principal photography, we were supposed to shoot her scene on something like uh, late September um, up north in, 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 in Lancaster, Ontario. And she had to actually go in the water completely naked. And, I mean, we were oh all standing God. around the camera. Yeah, we were yeah. standing around the camera, and we had, like, our winter jackets on. It was so cold. And I was standing behind the monitor, and all of a sudden, I look at Ashley, and she's crying. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening? So I go up to her, and she says, guys, I can't feel my legs. And she was bawling. Oh she's and like, she'd I, been in the water for maybe... Eight seconds. Yeah, and she's like, I cannot feel my legs. So we had to take her out of the water immediately. And uh, mm-hmm. Tim and I looked at each other, and we were like, we're going to have, we're gonna need reshoots because <laughs> we can't put mm-hmm. this girl back yeah. in the water. So we reshot that scene uh, along with a whole bunch of other scenes the following summer. So we basically had the entire winter to cut what we had shot, and then it gave us a, you know, enough time to figure out what we needed to reshoot, what we needed to add in order to make the film just that much better, you know? So how long did it, um, was your post-production for this film? Uh, I guess once the reshoots were done, the post-production maybe took about six months, but the, we only really finished the film a year and a half after principal photography, mm-hmm. um, okay. which was a lot longer than we it was a lot longer, and most of all, most of it is because it's self-financed. So we needed mm-hmm. to work in order to get the money, in order to rent the camera for reshoots, yeah. in order to get fly the girls in, in order to pay for food and everything. So, you know, if the money had been there, the movie would have been finished a lot, a lot uh, a long time sooner. Ago. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad that you guys are mentioning a lot about budget because this is something that some filmmakers don't like to. Um, talk about when uh, you know some people we all know how hard it is in this business especially as the people bringing in the money and putting the whole thing together because as an actress or an actor pretty much you go there you deliver you know you're chosen you have to go with the whole flow of of the production but you're not really putting all the brain behind it and I'm glad that you guys are mentioning budget because this is something that really you know weighs a lot of people down um, you two mm-hmm. as like young filmmakers um, that just started what a, like six years ago, five or six years ago, with with filmmaking. Oh, Jeff did. Uh huh. Jeff did, but uh, Pinup Dolphins was my first film. It was like my first experience in the movie industry ever. So I, I'm okay. I'm very honored and very proud. Yeah. Okay. So regardless, you guys are very you guys are still getting your feet wet in this industry and learning as you go. And how did you manage to put all these things together and, and, you know, and get the result that you have gotten so far? What, um, was there anybody ever there, like, helping you out, or did you guys go, go to other references to figure things out, especially, especially regarding budgeting and things like that? Um, well, what we did was we, um, 
because the, the first thing that we think of or the, the first thing we want to tackle when we make a film is we want to make sure that the production value is high. So mm -hmm. just because your production value is high doesn't mean you have to spend $30 million on your film. So one mm -hmm. of the first things we did was, um, you know, we, we did a lot of research around Montreal to find out, you know, where, where can we get the best bang for our buck for the best equipment? And, and that was a really good way to start out. It was a good starting point because that way we knew, okay, we could get the best camera, we could get the best lighting, we could get the best effects, and, and this is what it's going to cost. So if we're going to make the film, this is how much we have to find for this stuff because th these are the things that are going to make the film at least look professional. Because yeah. we, we always say when the second you walk into the movie theater and the film starts playing, if the film does not look like a Hollywood film that you normally go to the movie theater and see, you're just going to zone out and you're going to automatically think, oh, this is an independent piece of shit. Even though it might not be, but subconsciously, when you don't see images that don't look like something that you've seen before, you just tune out. So that was our number one goal at the beginning was to just really nail it and be like, you know what, we're going to make a film that looks like a, we like to say a real movie, you know? And uh, so, so that's basically, we, we started from there and, and then we just kind of... You have to trick the audience to, to think that this is a million dollar production when it's not. Yeah. And after that, after we had the equipment and all our little gadgets, we were like, okay, where are we going to shoot this? And this is where you can start looking around your surroundings and the people around you. Who do you know that has something, a location that you could borrow and shoot your movie in? It just so happened that I grew up uh, spending all my summers at this campground with my family. So I, I knew Joy Blanchard from the Lancaster Park Resort in Ontario, uh, and she let us move into the park for an entire month. But... Uh, with that said, it could have turned out to be anything else. Had we known anybody else that had a cool location, we would have used it. Yeah, and then, and then what ends up happening is that, like our writer, Michael Penning, he ends up writing the script around the available location. So that really helps, you know, so that he's not just writing scenes that we know we can never shoot. Cause and, then you, yeah, and then you spend seven months looking for that location that doesn't exist. Definitely, yeah. Okay, and I'm glad. So you guys had already had created an idea behind um, on top of writing the script. Before you actually started the, the writing process, you had this idea um, put together, so that somewhat helped you a lot also? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we were able to bring Michael Penning to the location and walk him through it. And, you know, we walked him through all of the different little locations within the campground and even just that spawned ideas yeah. for him for writing the script, you know, so it was really beneficial for us. And we obviously took pictures and we filmed around and then he was able to just, you know, uh, look through the pictures on his computer and write the script as he, as he went along. And how long did it take Michael um, to write the, the, the full script, revised and everything? I would say between three and four months. Yeah. It, it was yeah. it was fast for script writing, but we 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 needed something ASAP. Yeah. And he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a slasher film lover, so uh, <laughs> he he loves he loves every screening he comes to of Pin Up Dolls on Ice. He just loves it because he just loves the slasher <laughs> films so much. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys put your trust on on the right hands because um, a screenplay. Is, is everything for a film because you can have the best actors but if you don't have the right screenplay 
Mm-hmm. What I think is important is that um, you know you can you can find a good scriptwriter, but if the scriptwriter doesn't understand the horror genre and especially the slasher genre, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know it's just he just might not get it. He might write a good script, but it's not the right script. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact that Mike knew so much about the slasher genre, we didn't have to um, explain explain, explain, explain it, what yeah. we needed and yeah. what kind of you know, that we needed to have seven yeah. kills in the film or eight kills or whatever it is. You he understands. And he's awesome with pacing, too. Like, you know, when we gave him our posters with ideas, he was like, okay, well, this idea can't happen within the first 15 minutes. It's going to have to go a little later during the film. And, you know, before the five minutes, Mark, you need this to happen. So we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so then we were like, like, okay, so then how do we fill those gaps? And then we would just brainstorm and, mm-hmm. and throw out ideas. And it just it made the writing process so easy because it felt mm-hmm. like we were on a path. Yeah. Basically, when you watch Canabal on Ice, you breathe when Mike wants you to breathe and you stress when he wants you to stress. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. So I'm definitely I would be that person just that will not understand this slasher genre and will not be the right person to write this. So like you said, you can be the best writer, but if you don't know, definitely it won't work. Um, I want to. I mean, we've spoken so much about your production and how good um, you know, it's been thus far. Tell me about what recognitions have you earned thus far? Any awards and other film festivals and so forth? We've um, played in about. We just basically started our festival run. Um, we've played mm-hmm. in eight festivals in the past couple months. Um, okay. We premiered at the Fantasia Film Festival in Montreal. Um, mm-hmm. And and then last, in November, we played in New York um, at the New York City Horror Film Festival. And there we were lucky enough to win the award for Best Sound Design in the film. Okay. And... And one of the things that the judges basically said was that the sound design was so good and it was able to scare the audience without having to show absolutely everything and they just felt like that that was something that was um, that, that was impressive. impressive. Yeah. And um, are you guys nominated at all here in Shockfest? Yeah, we're nominated. We have five nominations. We're freaking out. Uh, we're nominated <laughs> for the Shocker Award. Uh, best editing, best cinematography, best special effects, uh, best director. Um, it's it's incredible. I mean, it was such a hard shoot, and, and in order to come out with some nominations, and it's it's insane. <laughs> I just I think and back I think back yeah. that night, and Ashley was in mm-hmm. the water, and she was freezing, <laughs> and we were looking mm-hmm. at each other, and we were like, oh my god, we have reshoots to do next summer. We thought the film was never going to end. And now here we are, you know, we're coming to L.A. and we have five nominations for this film, and that is just out of this world for us. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and you're on my show talking about it. I mean, how cool is I that? I know, talking about it, we're on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I mean, I really congratulate you guys for your achievements um, so far, and and let this be the first of many more for you guys to be premiering in L.A. I mean, that's something big for filmmakers. It is. It's huge. It's huge, and honestly, it's it's you know, uh, it's a cliche to say a dream come true, but it's it's one of those things where it it feels surreal. It's going to be awesome, and uh, and I'm excited to get out of this weather here in Montreal. Yes, it's dying outside. 
Yes, it's so cold <laughs> and it looks so warm in LA. We yes. cannot wait to come. So, please tell me it's I not snowing there. <laughs> oh no, I don't know if if, it, if it's not in LA, but in Miami, where I'm at right now, it's for us it's cold, guys, because realize that we're used to like. 79, 80 degree weather year round, and like if it only touches like 70 degrees or 65, we're like, oh my god, the winter hit. Yeah, 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 we're freaking out. We're freaking out. Put it, put it this way, <laughs> our our water pipes froze. So oh my god, we had no we had no water for a yeah. couple of days. That's how cold it is. Yeah. Anyway, no, 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 no. I, I don't. We're thrilled to come uh-huh. down south. All right, awesome. Um, wh- what about distribution for this movie? Um, after you've done all your festival runs, how are your fans going to be able to get their hands on watching this flick? Well, they're going to have to be a little more patient. Um, mm-hmm. We've had a lot of offers, but uh, Jeff and I, we really want to enjoy the festival circuit. We're, we're loving meeting all our fans and all these people, and um, we just want to do it for a little while. And just, People are just going to have to wait, so they're going to have to come to all these festivals and screenings and meet us in order to see the movie. But yeah. it will come out. It will come out, but, you know, we just feel that this festival run is so important to to make a buzz, to make the mm-hmm. people aware of the film. And, and the more that that happens, the more, you know, it's going to play in our favor once we finally decide on a distributor. And I think that it's important for an independent filmmaker to get yourself out there. That's how you get it your is. name out there. And, yeah, and, visually, and like visually. show up to the festivals, meet the people, shake their hands, you know, shoot the shit, talk about whatever. It doesn't have to be horror films. Just, just get to know people on a personal level. Mm. I think that that really helps, um, you know, people just be aware of you rather than just being, you know, uh, a name on a computer screen. You can now put a face to these people, you know, and that's pretty awesome. Definitely. Networking is key, guys. It really is. No matter what profession you're in nowadays, networking is, is the key. And I mean, you guys are going to have a blast at, at ShopFest. I mean, I haven't been there personally. I've just dedicated myself to media sponsoring people like yourself, you know, and, and just letting people know how, you know, filmmakers or anyone in this industry, you know, how your struggles and how you've made it there and and that's it. I mean, it's all about you guys, and I'm glad that you guys have made it so far. That's you know, so far. <laughs> we're, so, uh, we're very happy, and yeah, we're we're, we're very mm-hmm. proud, and we're very proud of the team and cast. Um, if it wasn't for them, honestly, this movie would not have been finished. Yeah, the whole team was awesome, and and if anybody's seen Bikini Girls on Ice, and then comes to see Pinup Dolls on Ice, and they're gonna see that there's a there's a big step up, and, um, you know, I, I, I owe a lot of it to, I mean, when, when I brought Melissa on board, she, she really brought a lot of aspects to this film that, that really killed it, and, um, you know, without, without her uh, input into this film, this film definitely wouldn't be where it is either. So I, I, well, that's you know, nice. <laughs> yeah. For a first-time filmmaker, she, she's, she's one, I keep telling her she's one of these people that's just got it, you know, and it, it's hard to yeah. ha- just Got it. Just have it, you know? Well, I learned from well, him. <laughs> well, Jeff, there's nothing like a lady's touch. I mean, girls always yeah, have exactly. an eye on things. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> you know, we have like a clinical eye for whether I, you know, even if I wasn't a filmmaker, it's just like something that you kind of like, I don't know, it's just a different point of view. It's just a different point of view. Yeah, that's exactly so, what it is. Yeah. I, I, I think that girls are all a little bit crazy and insane in the head, so, you know, that little aspect works in the horror yeah. bar. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So, guys, I'd like to thank you so much um, for your time on my show today. Um, our time has come to an end, but I'd like to thank you so much. I, I totally support you guys. You know, if you have anything else going on, any film that comes um, in the near future, you can shoot it my way, and I'd be glad to promote it for you guys. So um, congratulations, and I hope that you win as many possible nominations this weekend. <laughs> Thank you, Sasha, and we will bring Pinup Blog on Ice to Miami, so you yeah. will have no choice to yeah. come and see it. Well, I'm you looking can't cover forward your to eyes. it. I can't we'll, we'll, re- we'll, reserve a, we'll reserve a seat for you in the front row. Yes, and Amanda's coming uh, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. I, I'm, I'm so honored. <laughs> all right, guys, so thank you so much, all right, and uh, congrats. Thanks, I wish you continued luck and success for this thank coming you new year. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks. You're welcome. It's only the beginning. <laughs> it is. We'll talk later. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty, everyone. That was Jeff Klein and Melissa Mira. Um, their film, Pin Up Dolls on Ice, you can definitely look up the trailer on YouTube. And, yeah, just Pin Up Dolls on Ice is pretty much the only thing that you'll find on YouTube or Google. Uh, and... If you're interested, just follow, just Google them a little more. I know they have a Facebook page. They have a Twitter. It is BGOI Film. Um, and follow them. Get in touch with them if you're a horror slasher fanatic, not like myself. And um, I don't know. I just really wish these two continued luck and success. It's freaking awesome, these two from Montreal, having all these nominations in LA um, just for the first time. So for all you other filmmakers out there, don't lose hope. Um, like you heard them say, there's a lot of budgeting proper problems that go with independent filmmakers, but it's not impossible. So um, thank you so much for tuning in today, and have a good day. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.